This is the Two Fish Podcast, where we try to keep biblical truths simple. Your hosts, Nick Burt and Aaron Apple. That's right. We are back with another great episode lined up for you guys. Um, we've been in this whole thing about armor of God for the last three weeks. Yeah. And so we're almost wrapped it up. We're going to talk this week about the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit. Let's just, let's just do a little recap here about what we've talked about so far. Um, Paul in Ephesians 6, um, 10 through 13, talks about the spiritual warfare that we're going through. It's all around us. It's 24-7. Um, we're constantly, things in our life are coming up, and it's behind the scenes of all that we can't see. There's this spiritual warfare going on. Right. He points to that it's it's not our flesh and blood, so it's not Nick and I fighting. It right. is these unseen forces of the world. It is... Um, the evil forces that that are all around us that we can't see that are trying to attack us and they're trying to hold us back and they don't want us to glorify God. And that is our, our daily battle that we're having to deal with. And uh, that's what Paul's addressing in this last chapter uh, in Ephesians. Yeah. So this will be one of his last letters to that church. Yeah. And verse 13, it says, Therefore, because of this battle... Put on the full armor of God. And the first week we talked about the belt of truth. And we talked about the, and then the second week we talked about the um, breastplate of righteousness. Those are fun, fundamental, foundational things to have in our walk and in our battle with the spiritual warfare. Right. And then uh, verse 15 and 16, uh, in the following week, we talked about having uh, the shoes fitted uh, for readiness mm-hmm. um, for the gospel of peace. And then it was an action word. So we are to take up the shield of faith. Yeah. And uh, this week we're going to roll into 17. And yeah. So Ephesians 6, verse 17 take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So let's start with the helmet, the helmet of salvation. What is salvation? Well, salvation. Define it, define it two ways, uh, the worldly way, which is preservation and deliverance from harm, ruin, or loss. Um, and then biblically defined it is deliverance from sin and its consequences, believed by Christians to be brought about faith in Christ. Yeah. So Paul says in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, God saved you by his grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It is the gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so no one can boast about it. Right. So the salvation, we're we're delivered from sin Mm -hmm. through our faith and the fact that Christ came and he died for us, and it it's nothing that you or I did. Yeah. A lot of, th- I think a lot of people that come to Christ think, Hey, um, I need to get this. I hear this P- pastors say this. I've heard this. I need, I need to clean up a couple of things in my life first before I go to church. And before you, you can't clean it up enough. You're never going to get it to that point. Even as Christ followers, none of us are perfect. So, so if you're waiting on that to, 
to accept the free gift of salvation that God brings you, you're never going to be there. God loved us, loved us enough before all that to know that we're not going to get it right, but he still sent his son to pay the price. I mean, this is the fundamental gospel here of the free gift of salvation. Right. And he, he loved us enough before we even came, before we even thought about it, to to give us this free gift of salvation. Yeah. Um, so we're putting on the helmet of salvation. So the Roman soldier would wear this helmet, and it covered his nose. It covered mm. his whole head, right? So yeah. it's a solid piece of metal, which when I think about that, because it's wintertime here, it had to be cold. I never thought about that. I, it just oh, came to me because nice. I was I was cold today when I walked outside. But no. that helmet is there to protect the salvation that we have, that we've been given mm-hmm. um, from Christ. It is, it's a gift, and we're putting this on to protect our head from any kind of lethal blows that uh, the Roman soldiers might have encountered. Yeah, and 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 the head is a very important part of our bodies, and that's why one of the most important things as a Christian, which is salvation, is protecting our head. Now, it, it one way to look at that is protecting our mind. So we talked briefly last week about you know the spiritual battle that goes that goes on in our mind. I I like to think that's where it happens because we're alone in our thoughts. We're by ourselves. You don't know what's going on in my head. Sometimes that's probably a good thing. <laughs> no, but um, that's where we're alone in our thoughts, and that's where the devil can sneak stuff in to keep get us off our game. And and I think one of the big things that he sneaks in there is doubt. And that's what I think that if you understand salvation, that that's really going to help. So doubt is a natural emotion. If you look at Thomas, one of the one of the twelve disciples that that. Um, was with Jesus, he doubted. Doubting Tom. Yeah, and and which he was a good guy. I hate that that's his rap. Like, who, Thomas? Yeah, the guy that doubted. It's like, oh, what about all my other stuff? Right, but we've all been a doubting Tom. Yeah, absolutely. I, at least I know I have been. Yeah. I guess I can't speak for everybody, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure everybody's been a doubting Tom. And when we forget this helmet, mm-hmm. we start to creep back into that, especially if you forget it. For a period of time. Yeah. Daily putting on this helmet of salvation helps keep the attacks of doubt from entering our minds. So when we are solid in the fact that, hey, we have this free gift of salvation, it has and that it has less to do with us and what we can do because we can't do anything. And it's more on what God's done and his grace that he's given us, which is a whole another thing. But um that free gift, if we understand that, it is going to be, we're going to be better equipped. And I think about this as, um, one of the things came to mind when I was studying this is like a soldier nowadays. So we talked about the Roman soldier, but the soldier nowadays, um, you got this group of guys that are working together for the same, you know, a secret special ops mission, whatever it is. And um, if that group is not all 100%, they're not all in, this is what we're doing. This is the mission. We have to do this. If even just one of those guys starts to have doubt about what they're doing or is, man, I don't know. 
if this is the don't listen to chain of command or whatever it is, if they start to doubt in it, there is a huge vulnerability. I'm, I'm, I'm relying on my guy behind me to protect my back. I'm protecting the guy in front of my back. That's how, you know, a lot of those special mission stuff work. If, if even one guy um, is vulnerable, it, the whole thing gets vulnerable because someone's back is not being watched. Does that make Does that make sense? Yeah, and it takes me back to the the shield of faith. And I brought up is as, as we're walking this out and we're helping one another um, fight this battle and fight the enemy. And the the shield of faith tells us that uh, there's going to be fiery arrows, and that's going to help protect us. This helmet of salvation is doing the same thing as we're building like this wall with our shields we got to be able to peek around it and expose our head a little bit yeah and and be able to come alongside that our teammate in those situations and uh any weak link in that chain yep allows the enemy to get a toe in to get yeah. a finger in to to shoot an arrow it causes and, us to start making mistakes and ultimately failure right because he can get in so, yeah, I love that. Now, the other thing is uh, our helmet is not um, – You could, we kind of talked about this as we were going through this, and you actually brought this up, is that your, you can have a lethal head blow. I shouldn't say lethal. It is a, a, a head blow is usually lethal, but um, you can have a head wound and still be alive. Right. You can still function but be brain dead. Yeah. And you can – Function as a Christian and forget your salvation. Yeah. And I, the helmet to me is part of a remembrance when you wake up, like putting on the helmet to remember that Christ died for you and for your sins. And that waking up, putting that on, remembering that he came for that. Yeah. And that is what he did for you is going to help you in your day. But it, if you don't do that, that's when that doubt that we're talking about sets in. And you're going to take some heavy blows. Yeah. Paul just, Paul describes it um, as the moment that when you believed and God saved you. That's kind of what where he's describing salvation. When you When you put it on, when you do put it on, the helmet of salvation is going to help you to live a life being thankful and faithful because you have to be thankful for something you didn't you didn't earn. If you earned it, it's all you can boast. And that's what Paul talks about earlier is, hey, no one can boast about this because you didn't earn it. And you can live faithfully because of what that gift that you've given. Right. So Paul describes it in Ephesians 2, 8 through 9, like we said earlier, and it isn't anything that you and I have done. It is um, us being saved by God's grace. And as we put this on, like I said a little bit ago, it is remembrance of that moment, mm-hmm. that moment that you knew you were saved, Nick. Yeah. It is, I'm going to put that on. I'm going to remember that Christ died for me. I'm going to remember God's grace. I'm going to remember that without this, that I'm going to begin to be separated from Jesus. Mm. And that is when sin is going to enter my life. Not temptation, but sin. Sin. Yeah. So as we are 
get separated from Jesus, like we're we're going to enter into sin. We're going to do yeah. the things we know we shouldn't be doing. Yeah. And that reminds us that we need Jesus. We need that gift because without him, um, it's not going to be good. Right. We're, <laughs> we're in trouble. It reminds you not to sin, to sanctify yourself. So as we were researching this, um, I'm going to call you out here. You struggle with this salvation thing. I do. I, oh, I get part of what I get wrapped up in is there, there's the process of sanctification and there's this salvation, which is God's gift to yeah. me, but I don't want to forget that. And I get the mm-hmm. two mixed up sometimes. And the sanctification is, is God's or not sanctification. Salvation is God's gift to me. Yeah. And it's something I don't want to forget. And when Paul tells you, to put on the helmet of salvation, like it sounds like it's a one-time thing. Yeah. When you just talk about salvation, it's when you believed and you were delivered from your sins. Like that's a one-time thing. But Paul's telling us to put it on daily, Yeah, which sounds like sanctification. Yeah. So that, and that's kind of where I was trying to think about it is there is a difference between salvation and sanctification. And I think what you were thinking was, sanctification you needed to you work at that sin work at that temp, keeping temptation off work and so the definition of sanctification is the separation from sin and being set apart to serve god Lots right. of s's in there there is so that i think is the daily process we have to remember that we've given that salvation and because of that we need to continue to a, accept that gift of salvation, but B, continue to live that life. I don't want to say worthy of that. Is that, I don't want to say that wrong. Maybe that's not right, but is it live a life, you know, like I said earlier, you're not going to be perfect, right? You're not going to be perfect, but you, God holds us to a standard, which we all fall short of. So that sanctification is that process of, oh, I got to die to myself. So that I can live for him. I got a, I got, Hey, I screwed up today. This temptation came in. I yielded to it and I send, there we go again. I need to start over and I need to move and you know, whether it's repentance or whatever it is, you're still covered by grace. As long as you're not lead leading a, um, a life on purpose to purposely send and leading a life of that grace is going to cover us, but we need to continually strive that you have that sanctification process because of our salvation. Right. I, yeah. The, and that's why you put on the helmet of right. salvation yeah. so that you, you can process that and, and remember that Christ's blood covers our sins. It does. And yeah, yeah I like that. So let's move on to the sword of the spirit. So the second part of that, um, Ephesians 17 talks about the sword of the spirit. Uh, Hebrews four twelve. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. That's a sharp sword. That is. That Uh, sounds like a really, like, barely got a push to stab something. Yeah, like samurai sword sharp. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just sliced through paper. Yeah. And and that's God's word. Yes. Now, we already talked about God's word as the belt of truth. So what is the difference between them? Uh, this is, to me, it is offensive 
and it's defensive in this case. So it is something we're going to use at this point. We're going to verbalize it. We're going to use it to defeat the devil. Yeah. So the the belt is God's word, and he he gave that to us. He yeah. fitted it to us, and this is the process of where we're going to use it. Yeah, I like to think of it as a noun. God gave us, helped fit us with this, our utility belt, our Batman utility belt. It's got all our, our the things we need, the fundamental. It's a noun. It's a thing. And then I like to think of the sword as a verb. We're going to use that thing as a Batman's going to use his Gatling gun. I don't know. That was a horrible example. <laughs> I like it. His but, Gatling gun. But Batman's going to use one of his tools. He's going to use it as a verb. He's going to... so. In the Bible, let's get away from Batman for a second. In the Bible, in Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11 or so, Jesus is sent to the wilderness. He's driven out into the wilderness, and he's tempted by Satan. By, it says by the tempter. And so he's, he goes 40 days without eating. That I, 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 if I, I've tried to go. I went two days one time uh, without eating, and I made some pretty bad decisions. Not horrible decisions, not life changing, but... <laughs> I was so hungry that I was angry. You know what I mean? Like, right. You get your mind doesn't. Yeah. It was not functioning. Right. Your mind does yeah. not function. Right. And yeah. that you. So imagine 40 days without food. I, I can't. You can't. I can't either. I actually know someone that's done that. That's cool. And that's ridiculous. And so Jesus in every way that we're tempted, that's the other thing is Jesus lived a perfect life. Well, he, he's God and he, well, he was also man. Right. And he spent 40 days and he was tempted exactly like we are exactly like we are. Everything that he went through in his life in some way, shape or form, we have the same struggles. And so when he's in the desert in the wilderness, he's hasn't had food in 40 days. And then Satan shows up and starts tempting him. Right. So, I get I, I screw up with temptation all the time and I'm got a belly full of food. I'm not exhausted. Jesus is exhausted. He's starving. And then here comes Satan to tempt him. Right. And and in this moment, Satan, when he's tempting him, he's using scripture. He's using yeah. the old testament against Jesus. And Jesus's weapon was the actual words. Yeah. And not the twisted version. Yeah. So God version that the devil was yeah. trying to. So he used the he used the word of God, but he twisted just slightly, and I think that's something we got to look out for as Christians, whether it's pastors or, um, you know, the Bible uses the word false prophets. But that's something we have to look out for. If it if it doesn't line up, then it's not true. And so Satan just tweaked it a little bit, but Jesus having been fitted with his utility belt of the truth understood what the devil was doing understood hey that's not what scripture actually says right you twisted a little bit i know what you're trying to do i can see the temptation for what it is and then he goes on the offense with what scripture actually says yeah so i think i don't remember which episode it was but we we kind of brushed on that and um as as these thoughts are in our minds and and we're I can't memorize the Bible. I struggle with memorizing scripture, let's put it that way. 
but I can usually piece together a couple words and I can go look it up. And yeah. And that is where we use the sword. That that is the sword that we're given and the and the spirit gives us this wisdom. It helps us. It helps remind us of the words to defeat the devil and like Jesus did. Um, God told him, no, those aren't accurate. Yeah. Tell the devil this. Yeah. And, and that's what he did. And he, w- he did not fall into the devil's temptation. And that's what we're to do too. That, that is our best example of this is Jesus doing this. And that is what we're called to do. And that is how we're to use this sword of the spirit when we're in these battles. Like we got to go to scripture. Yeah. We got to fight it with God's word. Yep. We can't can't fight it on our own, as Paul said in Ephesians two. Like you can't you can't do this by your own works. Like it's not it's not going to work that way. Yeah, you have to rely on your foundation. So, um, in kind of research this, I found an amazing quote. It's actually Tony Evans. He's a, a pastor. He says the devil is allergic to the word of God. Now, I don't know if he's the original of that little saying there, but um, that. I'm like, oh man, that's so good. If you when you use the word of God correctly, the devil is allergic to it. Like the spiritual warfare, the demons going on behind the scenes there, he is a, they are allergic to that and they cannot fight against that. They have to go. I mean, how many times with the the demons in the guy and Satan throws him into the pigs? Like as soon as Jesus speaks, they're gone. They cannot they cannot fight against the word of God. In Ephesians earlier, in between 10 and 14, Paul tells us to stand firm. Mm-hmm. Well, if we're the ones doing the fleeing, yeah, like that instance isn't going to happen. Like exactly. They're just going to continue to chase us. But if we can put the, all these pieces together yeah. and we can use this sword of the spirit, those pigs are going to flee from us. Yeah. Like we just got to stand firm and believe in our salvation and believe in God's word and believe that it's going to do what he, what he says it's going to do. Exactly. So as we, as we go into these battles, we gotta, we gotta remember that we need all of these pieces. We can't just have one or the other. And we're also called to come together. So we got to fight this battle together. Together. So Nick, you might forget your shield one day. Mm -hmm. Well, I got mine, so I'm going to help protect you that day with my shield of faith. And maybe I forgot my helmet of salvation, so you're going to remind me of that. Like, you were saved by Jesus, and we're going to help each other in that. And these these battles, like, are we going to lose? No, and that's the great thing, and that's the most encouraging thing. If this sounds maybe... Maybe it sounds uh, daunting. Maybe it sounds like, oh my gosh, I'm, you know, we're at a constant war 24 7. But the good thing in scripture says that, hey, guess what? We win in the end. So we're, that's not going to say we're not going to go through fights. That's not, we're going to say we're going to be tempted. It's not to say we're not going to um, fall into temptation and then sin. That's not going to say, again, we've said being a Christian doesn't make it easier because you're a Christian. Life is still going to be hard. But the good thing is when we continue to fight that good fight, continue to fight that fight itself of uh, when we continue to fight that spiritual warfare that's around us by putting, we, we have to put on this armor in the end, we win. 
We win. And the devil's trying to pull as many people in with him before he the end comes. But as long as we're fighting, as long as we have Christ's salvation and we've accepted Jesus, as long as we are putting on our armor, whether daily or weekly or sometimes hourly or whatever it is, when we think about it, we need to we need to think about it. Being intentional this year, start this year being intentional about putting on this armor and protecting ourselves and going on the offense in this spiritual warfare. Right. That, I mean, that reminds me of an Instagram post that I just posted on Martin Luther King day. And I can't quote it word for word, but in that he said, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only the light can do that. And hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Yeah. And, as we're battling and we're putting these on and we're coming alongside each other, like reach out to your brothers. Don't let them fall into the darkness. Don't let your sisters fall into darkness. Like yeah. we have to come together and fight this battle together. Yeah. And but one, yeah. we're not going to lose. Exactly. And one of the best ways we can come together with each other is through prayer. So in Ephesians six, verse 18, then after we put on this whole armor, it says uh, in 18, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end, keep alert with all the perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. Now that's a mouthful, but what it's saying is pray, pray, make it pray together, pray by yourself. As you're praying on this armor, pray, intercede for other people, step in, in between Christ and them by offering, you know, prayer for prayer requests that maybe a brother or sister would have, but pray. And that's, we're going to, we're kind of wrapping up this right tonight, but uh, next week we are going to wrap up the whole thing together. We have a special guest that was going to come on with us, but we're going to talk about prayer and how important that is to getting the whole armor together and then doing battle with each other and just, you know, prayer. Yeah. Look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks for tuning in to the Two Fish Podcast, where we try to keep biblical truth simple. Make sure you go check out our Facebook page and our Instagram page. Hit those like, subscribe, and share buttons, and make sure you keep coming back.